Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Everyone says that they want to leave a legacy, like before they pass away, they want to do something with their lives, and actually. Being an organ donor is probably the best thing. It's your podcast, it's your day, and it's your chance. Podium.me um, Are you registered to be an organ donor? No, I'm not. No, I'm not. With my faith, with my religion, uh, we're not allowed to donate. Um, we're not allowed to give away our organs or anything like that after death as well. It's kind of a no-no for me anyway. I had the option when I first applied for my provisional licence when I turned 18 and I didn't, at the time, it was because I didn't feel right to, it just didn't feel right for me at that time. I don't want to donate my organs, maybe. I, I don't think I will do it, maybe because it's like, it's scary for me, I don't know, I don't know, somehow I don't want to do it. There was something that kind of pulled me away from it, not, I mean, if I can help someone that'd be great, but I, I also think that it's something that, um, it's not very comfortable thinking about if something were to happen. For example, I don't think I would be able, psychologically, I think, to donate one of my kidneys and then still keep living. Obviously, the organs are mine. I, I would want them to be inside me. I don't want somebody cutting me open after I've passed away to remove my organs. Hi, my name is Emma and I am 24 and I'm based in Loughborough in Leicester. Well, I do a lot of dance teaching, but I'm also a lifestyle blogger. I do a lot of work for charities and a lot of courses which are close to my heart. So I do quite a lot of writing about a variety of different charities and the different campaigns and things. Two, three years ago, I met a girl called Emma Jane Kingston, um, who was a local blogger. And she did quite a lot of stuff on Tumblr and things like that. And I just absolutely loved her blog. I don't know what it was about it, but something grasped me. Little did I know that Emma actually had cystic fibrosis um, and at that point she was starting to decline. She had an infection but literally like two, three weeks before she was in the Isle of Wight Festival and she was loving everything that was happening. She was, there's, there's photos and photos of her and there was um, a few more videos that she started to do where she spoke about going for a transplant assessment and things like that. And then, sadly, two years ago, she passed away. And it was the quickest decline in someone that I'd ever seen. And then after that, I just remember there was a conversation that myself and Emma had probably 10 days before she passed away. And at that point, she started to do quite a lot of local article stuff. So she um, was on Leicester Radio. She was on East Midlands Today. I don't know why, but she um, kept blogging during her decline. So... Her, she had a blog which was out, I think, like five days before. And there's something that like resonates with me when I think about the last blog she wrote. And it just said, like the last line she said was, I just want to rest. Because she'd been fighting this for so long that I think, you know, it's a really big thing for someone to write about it. And then 
she sadly passed away a couple of days. I think she just was struggling to breathe and things. Um, and she passed away. The last conversation we ever had together where I basically said to her, oh, it's really great that you're doing all this. And she was like, well, I want to keep doing that. I want to keep promoting that. So I feel like that's motivating me to kind of talk about it more because obviously Emma's not here to do that herself. So ever since that, I've kind of promoted it as much as possible and connected with quite a lot of bloggers as well who are also either had a transplant or waiting for a transplant it's it's mental like it's a bit weird like i think it is frustrating like i think it depends what age you are and where you are in life as well um there's a gentleman called andrew who's writing on my blog tomorrow and actually his blog post made me cry my eyes out because he's waiting for a list and he's on the list now and he's 37 so the life expectancy for someone with cf is between 30 and 40 andrew's now 37 and he said to me, you know, I've had all this life, like I've done really well for 37 years and now I'm going to start declining. I suppose it's kind of like your your life is on a tightrope. You know, you're kind of living your life on this kind of massive decision that one day you're going to get the call. You might not get it in time because one in three people die while waiting. You know, so the statistics are kind of against them. We all, like, we all kind of need some donation at some point in our life, you know. Blood transfusion is exactly the same thing. If it was your loved one in that position, if it was you, they'd take an organ in a heartbeat. So, you know, why shouldn't you? Your body will be, like, either burnt or buried, and it's kind of a waste. If, you, if you've lived a great lifestyle, why not? We spoke to Eloise, who had a life-saving transplant. Hi, I'm Eloise, I'm 15 and I'm from Bristol. When I was two, I caught Hanford and mouth virus and my mum noticed that there was something wrong. So she took me to the hospital and they realised something was wrong. And they took me over to Great Ormond Street Hospital, but there were no beds, so they flew me over to Newcastle. And that's where they performed the heart transplant. I was on the emergency list and I got it within 24 hours, so some people wait a very long time, but I was just really lucky. I think I sort of brought up with it, so, you know, I feel like the same as everyone else, I think. When I was 12 years old, uh, I started to get rejection, and when I was at Great Ormond Street, they noticed that, you know, there's something wrong, so they took me in for a biopsy, and they realised I was, like, rejection fluid around it, so I stayed in for a week. So my heart was being rejected by my body. And this happened like a few times, I think. It's kind of scary. It could happen again, but you know, stay positive. <laughs> I feel like lots of people agree with organ donation, but you know, they just don't have the time to register. So you know, it's kind of like, oh, join, please. You don't really need them anymore. And you know, it saves like up, it can save up to eight people's lives, so. Like, I'm trying to, like, promote it in school at the moment because, like, some people don't know. Like, I tried to promote it in my class and some people didn't really understand. And it's just like, oh, I need to explain more. I used to go to the Chancellor Games and I've also went to PGR Chancellor Camp twice. So I know quite a few people. And my mum's also got a charity group which talked to people who have, like, experienced it. So I know loads of people. I sometimes meet them at the hospital and it's like, oh yay, it's someone I know. So that helps. I feel like some people are like okay what's going on, but you know, it's always nice to have like someone who knows what you're going through. 
we like we do have like a couple of people who are like waiting in the group and it's like kind of like we're all trying to support them because like some people are like being through what they've been through. There's limits to what I can do in PE because sometimes my heart's you know, a bit slower than everyone else's. It takes me a while to warm up. The way I feel about automatic organization is that it just it's worked in other countries. Most people agree with it. It's just you know they just don't have the time. And if you're really really against it, you can just you know opt out. But hopefully you're not. Someone's parent saying yes to organ donation for their child saved my life. Talk about organ donation because it's not, it's, it is a scary subject, it's really not. It's actually really positive to talk about and it's quite nice to talk about it. And it's so simple. After you die, like you can go away thinking, I've saved someone's life probably after this. Like I'm going to better someone else's life. They're going to be able to like run with their grandkids or they're going to be able to like get married and things like that, you know, but if I didn't make that decision, it wouldn't happen, so yeah. Thanks for listening. To join the Organ Donation Register, visit organdonation.nhs.uk. It only takes two minutes to sign up. And check out my blog at carpediemme.co.uk. Don't agree with me. Go on then, podium.me. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.